2: I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, the plot thickens with the (laughs) Biden controversy of the classified documents.
3: You know, as the old cliche goes, it's never the crime, it's the cover-up. And it really does look like the White House was trying to cover something up with all of this. Because we know it is a fact that they have been lying about the whole classified documents debacle with Joe Biden, where he was hoarding top-secret material from the Obama administration days. And we know that they are lying because last week they said, oh, yeah, there was just that one batch of documents found at his think tank in D.C. when they knew damn well that there had been another batch of documents found at his home. Yes. And then magically, as all of this is snowballing, oh, yeah, we actually found a
2: few more. And then over the weekend, yeah, we found a few more. Well, in this other part where the Wall Street Journal is saying, yeah, the DOJ declined to monitor Biden's attorney's yeah. search for the documents. That's right. crazy. <laughs> that is
4: crazy. Why is that? Nobody's there watching him. <laughs> <laughs> no, we trust you guys. He's he giving documents it. down their pants, walking out.
3: You know what, man? I, okay, if you'll bear with me here, and I, okay. I, I'm putting the tinfoil hat on here, okay? Right. I think. If, there, if we're all more or less in agreement that there's something else going on here, that somebody within the government, within the Democratic Party, whoever it is, wants to make it clear to Joe, you are not going to run in 2024.
2: Yeah, there's better, something going on. You I agree. better
3: stay in line. Yeah. I do wonder if the DOJ just sort of backs off when they're looking for these documents because they're thinking, we'll let these guys hang themselves. Right. If the FBI goes in there and they find everything all at once, then you're not really sending that message. Whereas if you have a legal team that just happens to be reporting more and more and more, well, then it makes it seem like it's a bigger deal. It extends the story out. The heat ratchets Mm -hmm. up a little bit more.
2: That's an interesting theory. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could also go with the simpler Uh, well, the DOJ is still trying to protect Biden. Mm -hmm. They don't know of these other forces within the Democratic Party that wants to get this stuff out there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. In time, I think we'll know. But for right now, it doesn't seem like the White House press secretary knows what's going on.
3: Oh, no. And they have thrown her under the bus. I actually do feel sorry for her. Not because of the position that she's in. She's bad at her job on a good day. But, man, they had her go out there and lie. And... It appears to me at least, and I don't know her. I don't know what the what the private conversations were. It seems to me she really believed what she was saying last week. yes,
4: like they gave
2: however, her... <laughs> I gotta say David, feeling sorry for it. It feels like you're getting soft on me, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Well, I
4: think First it's African American right. lesbian press secretary David's felt sorry for. Well, I. I glass ceiling's <laughs> glass been ceiling. broken.
3: <laughs> well, actually, I think it's just because I know Joe Biden's an old racist, and I, I don't like seeing old racists treat black women this way. Uh, anyway, Corinne Jean Pierre said last week there'd be no more documents found, and then there were more documents found. Uh, now, she was asked a very pointed question about her ever evolving statements yesterday.
5: did you not know on friday that those documents had been found when you were at the podium or are you being directed by someone to not be forthcoming on this i have been forthcoming from this podium what i uh said yes to was what the statement at the time that we all had Right. You all had the statement uh, and I was repeating what the what the uh, council was sharing at that time. Right. And we had, so we had that statement. So we knew what was in it. But you also exactly. knew. Did you not know that the I'm telling you, I thought? just answered the question. I just said that I was repeating what the information that we had at that time.
2: So that's code 4 I'm just telling you what they told me.
3: Yep. They threw her under the bus in a sure big did. way. That's why I feel bad for her. Nothing else. No political, nothing else. That's why, I mean, that that just, that sucks. That's a crappy thing to do, and if I'm in her shoes and I know that my boss threw me to the wolves like that, I'd quit.
2: Well, there's part of me that's saying, well, you probably knew what you were getting yourself into. There is that. The other part, man, when you say they threw her under the bus, Mm -hmm. who do you think they is? Uh,
3: The comms director, whoever else is directing all of this from the White House.
2: Okay. The reason I asked the question is because of what Biden said last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I didn't, and I didn't know about these documents. So you're like, does he know about all this? Did he really forget? You don't know. That's what makes it honestly sort of intriguing Mm
5: -hmm.
2: because this guy can't remember anything. Yeah. Where the documents are, and that's why we probably figure, okay, there's going to be more that comes out. We
4: don't know it for sure, but you figure there will. He's always yelling at Jill about where the scotch tape is. (laughs) What can we do? It's in that drawer. Put it in that drawer.
2: (laughs) So one thing we know is they're being prudent. At least Green Jean-Pierre is being prudent. Yeah,
3: they finally decided on this new tactic to be prudent when it comes to commenting on the scandal. Uh, Here was the word of the day during yesterday's briefing.
5: We are trying to be very prudent here. We're going to be prudent here. Being prudent from here. We are going to be prudent from here. Uh, I'm just going to continue to be prudent here. I've also been <laughs> very clear about being prudent from here. Prudent here. Uh, but we're going to be prudent here.
3: <laughs> Weird coincidence that just happened to be on her word of the day calendar. Yep. <laughs> prudent.
4: Mm. Because she's barely Every speaks time in. you can slip it in. Yep. <laughs> okay, man.
2: All right, you're starting to get me to feel sorry for her because she's so out of her depth. Yeah, she is. But I can't feel sorry for her because she's so smug the way she lies (laughs) so often. A lot of these people do the same thing. We'll get to more on that a little bit later. How about the controversy? In the National Hockey League. Oh, yeah. This is a weird
3: one. So the Philadelphia Flyers were playing against the Anaheim Ducks. It was pride night because apparently that's something you have to do all the time. Uh, so during the pregame warm-ups, the players were supposed to wear all that rainbow stuff. And Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov didn't go out because of his religious beliefs. He sat out the pregame skate around. Um, and here's what he told reporters. Okay.
6: I respect everybody's choices.
3: My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Um, if you have any hockey questions, I would let, uh, I would answer those. Just uh, can you identify kind of you know, re- hmm? your religion? Identify your religion. Russian Orthodox.
2: Identify your religion. <clears throat>
3: yes. Tell us now.
2: And he said, Russian Orthodox. Yes. Okay. Well, that's going to be problematic for media in the United States, I'm sure. <laughs> right.
3: Well, I, I was glad to see that his coach, John Tortorella, backed mm-hmm, him up yeah. and just yeah. kind of said, look, that's, he's got to live based on his truth or his beliefs, and that's really all we're going to say about it. You know, the organization put out a statement, the NHL put out a statement. I'm here to coach hockey. Uh, but the woke media types are furious. I mean, that is the one religion right now that you cannot criticize is well, you the, get that right. It is the religion of woke. It is the religion of the alphabet mafia, man. And mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 look, yet again, I feel bad for the gay people that I know who don't want mm-hmm. any part of this showboating nonsense. It was like it, it, not that long ago, there were so many people who are gay who were saying, "Look, we just want to be able to marry, we want to be able to uh leave inheritances to people. We want to, you mm-hmm. know, we want to be able to basically live a normal life. We just happen to have same-sex attraction. And now it's like everything's got... It's not enough to just tolerate. It's not enough to say, okay, that's fine. You have to celebrate it. This is the prime example of that. It is. Uh, and, you know, there are people saying this guy should be cut from the team. Yeah. The, the, oh, my goodness. The Flyers- so as far
2: as and I didn't see the statement from the Flyers or the NHL. What were they saying? I mean, if you could just...
3: Bear it I, it down. was the mealy mouth corporate speak. We take this very seriously. Blah 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 blah
4: blah, and all that okay. stuff. I mean, we're diverse, I, and we're a well, big be yeah. and blah, okay, blah. yeah. All right. Well, typical he, stuff.
3: Here, here's a good embodiment of the absolute vitriol that this guy is is facing because he said, "No, I don't want to wear the pride stuff." Uh, this is Canadian TV host Sid Sashero. All right, Sid, let's hear it.
0: If anyone in Canada or in the States on a military appreciation night wouldn't wear a jersey pregame, do you have any idea the uproar that would have happened on that? Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea the backlash? Do you have any idea what happened on social media? Nothing scares me more than any human being who says, I'm not doing this because of my religious beliefs. <laughs> really?
3: Jeez. Yeah. Well, one, being gay is not the same as, as raising your hand and saying, hey, put my life on the line for my
2: country. Not the same thing. Of course not. Comparing the two shows what an idiot this person is.
0: Because when you looked at people's lives, you normally say that publicly, you'd throw up at what you saw. You would throw up at what you saw.
4: What? What does that mean? Oh, meaning they preach one thing and do another. Yeah. Who? Who is he talking about? He's talking about it's a general broad brushing of, you know, Christians who, yeah. who go to, to prostitution or... Christians who are alcoholics or Christians who are drug addicts or whatever. Okay, well,
2: Christians, of course, are sinners. Well, Any Christian will tell but you that's that. What they, they
4: do this all the time.
2: Would they do this if it was Muslim night? Is that what he's talking about with religion? Because those same people, like Sid, don't say anything about another religion.
4: They're usually just talking about one. And they all supported these guys kneeling. That was, that was their expression, their freedom of expression, their problem they had with America. Well, here, to that me, was okay.
2: if he's going to take on the religious people, I suppose we could get to the rest of what he says. Let's say, because there are a lot of sports leagues that do faith and family night or Christian night, call it what you want. They don't ask people to wear crosses on the uniform or the pregame warm-ups. Can you imagine if they did? Mm-hmm. The woke religion is another religion. And this guy
4: says, no, not doing it. That's it. He didn't and not it. hostile he, about it. He didn't call anybody out. He didn't pass dispersions. He just said, it's not in my faith. And he said, I respect
2: everybody. That's what he said. But I'm not you know, going to do that. I'm not doing this. All right, here's the rest of this, dude.
0: And I've seen that a million times in a lot of different ways. So don't, don't give me that. With respect. Don't give me that because no one's perfect. With respect. All right? Don't tell right? Don't, don't feed me the religious beliefs line. And all of a sudden, the NHL is going to back off this. The National Hockey League what? today needs to find that organization a million dollars and reevaluate how they support gay rights. That is insulting what happened in Philadelphia.
3: <laughs> the NHL needs to focus on putting on an entertaining product. They yes. don't have to do jack about gay rights or Pride no, Night don't. or anything else. They do that because they think it's going to score them some points or whatever. But I, this is, it is so silly to me, this whole argument.
2: Honestly, that tosser should lose his job for that awful take. Will he debate anybody? I doubt it. Are you kidding me? That's terrible. That means,
4: but that's very much woke. You're either 100% for us or 100% against us. Yeah, and if you
2: ever say, hey, my religious beliefs, then you're the enemy. That's it. Please. Sorry you're from Canada. Okay. Uh, Davos. Did you hear the latest Davos? In the World Economic Forum, that is next. All right. The Markley, Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The world elite gathered in Davos, Switzerland, mm-hmm. the World Economic Forum. We took a, took a pass on our invitation this year.
4: <laughs> well, We gave it to some, we auctioned it off for charity. Gabby <laughs> Pritzker won.
2: Another thing that will never happen to any of us. Get invited to that thing. To Davos? And that's good. <laughs> no. It's been funny to watch Elon Musk mock the World Economic Forum mm-hmm. this week. Um, he tweeted out Sunday night, Musk did, I guess there's value to having a mixed government and commercial forum of some kind World Economic Forum does kind of give me the willies, though, but I'm sure everything is fine. (laughs) Because you got the international leaders there, and the celebrities, and the Wall Street execs, and the central bankers, and there's a bunch of politicians from the United States and other parts of the world. Um, Well, there was a piece on Twitter the other night from independent journalists Michael Schellenberger and Isabella Kaminska. And if you go back to 2016, there has been a lot written about the World Economic Forum because that's when they had that video that was showing all these different images. And the words on the screen said, welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and my life has never been better. Mm -hmm. And so you have the World Economic Forum managing director, Adrian Monk, we said, you know, all the uproar after that was all started on 4chan, this right-wing message board. That's where all the negativity about that came from. Like, no, that's what you actually had on your website. That's what you had as part of your video. And so as part of their independent piece, Schellenberger and Kaminska said, um, that wasn't 4chan. That was on their own website. Right. And so Elon Musk then continues on Twitter saying, "There should be a game show, Four Chan or Davos." Who said it?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you hear because you remember a couple of years ago they were all about the great reset. That yeah. was the title of the conference, and Klaus Schwab, the big leader, he had the book. It's just funny to me. And so you go to the uh, near the end of this story, and they're talking about how now. And I don't know if you've seen this at all, but Klaus Schwab is talking about a cyber attack being, you know, incredibly dangerous to the world right now, calling the COVID crisis a small disturbance in comparison of what could happen as far as supply chains with a global cyber attack. And you have all this daunting music as it's, you know, rolling along. And Musk said the movie writes itself. A little popcorn emoji. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what comes out of that. A little bit later, we'll get to how Greta Thunberg got mockingly arrested yesterday, although it looks like it was totally for play. AOC style. Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. Wanted to share this with you just, well, we'll see what you think of this story. It's making the rounds online. And And some people would say this is petty revenge. I don't know that that was my takeaway, but the story goes like this. A guy gets home last Friday. He notices there is a strange car parked in his driveway, Mm. okay? There's a big house party in the neighborhood, Mm. and so you got cars lined up on the street both ways. There's nowhere to park anywhere. And so he's like, what the heck? And it's not like this is a big driveway. There's only room for one car in the driveway. You can't go on either side of it. So he parks right behind the car that's parked in his driveway, Okay couple hours later, a woman shows up at his door. Hey, can you move your car so I can get out? And he said, uh, no, actually, I can't. I've been drinking here at home, and I'm not, I'm not getting anywhere near my car. So she got mad. She calls the cops, and they show up, but they couldn't do anything about it because it was private property. Right. So she said, well, when are you going to move the car? He's like, you know, it's going to be a long weekend. I haven't planned on leaving. Um, and I'm off on Monday, Martin Luther King holiday. Keep boozing. Um, Tuesday, you'd probably be able to pick up your car then. <laughs> Gosh dang, <laughs> is that petty or do you like it? I, well,
3: I think waiting a few days may be a little petty, but you know, yeah. maybe the night I would just not even answer
2: the door. Be like, nope, sorry, that's part of the game, though. Yeah. Yeah, it probably went on a little bit too long, but I would say in the end, lesson probably learned. <laughs> or get
3: on the ring camera or whatever. Just be like, yeah, I'll be home in five minutes. <laughs> I'll be home in five minutes. I'm sorry. I had to stop.
2: Um, man, there's a lot to get to today. Remember, just talked about the World Economic Forum. Someone was saying it. One of the rumors that spread around that they, they want you to stop eating meat. No, that's true. They like the bug diet. More on that straight ahead. The Markley Bancamp and Robin Show. now Jamie Markley. The Gen X. The Millennial David Bancamp. The Sexy Boomer. Scott Roberts. Stop eating meat! That's what we're told, Who's man. saying this?
3: Yeah, Jim Hageman Schnob with the uh, manufacturing <laughs> company Siemens. They Ooh. do a lot of stuff in, like, the medical field and automation services, things like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, He spoke at the World Economic Forum and said, we all need to stop eating meat to save the
6: planet. Hmm. If a billion people stop eating meat, I tell you, it has a big impact. Not only does it have a big impact on the current food system, but it will also inspire innovation Mm -hmm. of food systems. Mm -hmm. And I predict that we will have proteins not coming from... um, meat in the future they will probably taste even better so why are we trying to mimic meat if we can have a better taste they will be zero carbon and much healthier than the kind of food that we eat today that is a mission that we need to get on okay stop
2: eating meat now Mm -hmm. is that the message yes Mm -hmm. because he thinks we're going to have something in the future that's going to be better. Yeah. In the meantime, what are we supposed to do? Eat bugs. Uh,
3: no. Yeah. People aren't going to do that. No, I mean, this guy probably does have a hand in the future manufacturing of a healthy, sustainable meat. You know, that, that's probably what it is. But what's remarkable to me about this, because, you know, what, what gets espoused here. When they're mm-hmm. talking about globalism, when they're talking about these programs that they want to be pushing, that they want individual nations to go back and start implementing, um, the, the, the worldview really does actually come down to communism, which at its core is about a globalism. Uh, globalism. No, no more borders, you'll own nothing and you'll love it, you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And what this guy said right there is very close to being word for word what Chairman Mao said during the Great Leap Forward. Now, there were a couple of different things that happened. One, he had millions of people uh, starving in China because of their centralized planning with livestock. Where I mean, you had all these pigs dying, you had chickens dying, and then they were also exporting more meat than they were actually producing. And so what they said was, you know what, I'll tell you what's good for you, a vegetarian diet. That's really good for you. And the happy benefit of it is you actually had now malnourished people who felt like they were doing something good for the country. And this is the exact mindset that this guy and so many others who show up at this World Economic Forum
2: espouse. doesn't matter what the outcome is, Mm -hmm. but they feel better about themselves because they're doing something.
4: Right. You see the cowboys settling up, they've they're got crickets they're herding in. <laughs> Look, a thousand crickets, little dogs running around, barking at them.
3: Finally, chihuahuas can become working
2: dogs. <laughs> right.
4: They're cricket herders. Exactly.
2: I saw a video the other day of this woke dude that's rethinking everything. And I can't remember his name. Now it was on YouTube. It had like 2 million views. It was total clickbait because I think the title of it was Does anyone else feel like everything has changed? And I'm like, okay, I'll play. What is this? And he gets to the part where it sounds good that you're going to get your protein from, you know, a plant-based diet. But they compared the protein you would get from a, a small piece of chicken and what it does in the end to the environment as opposed to how many plants it takes It's unsustainable. Eating chicken is by far the best, not only for people with their nutrition, it's best for the environment. It is. But they don't want you to know this.
3: You know, people have talked about almond milk and things like that for years. And if you like Mm -hmm. almond milk, that's fine. You can like almond milk. That's all right. Uh, But it's not sustainable. It is not a green alternative to, uh, to cow milk when you're talking about. Drinks and that are animal based mm-hmm. because to grow almonds takes a ton of water, yes, and there 's a lot of runoff that happens with that. I mean it is not a green thing, and then you know the beyond meat stuff, which has started to wane in popularity, even though it 's still found all over uh, supermarkets, mm-hmm. but it seems like people are buying less and less of it because it tastes very good, and the nutritional value of it can 't
2: compare to to beef right. I just had a sort of a workout bro tell me the other day he stopped with the almond milk or the oat milk. He was doing different alternatives because, and th- this is all anecdotal, but he had read that a lot of that stuff is, well, in his words, worthless for, like, gains. <laughs> just talking about yeah. the protein part of that. Which I don't know exactly what he was reading, but I found that to be interesting because he had been, like, very much a proponent for almond milk for a while. You know, and it wasn't. It wasn't like the same place you have been coming from, David. Just saying, it's nut milk! Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't want to drink nut milk. That, that's the other thing. Okay, let's move on then. All right, uh, you know, it's this time of the show where we go around the table because we're always looking at all these different stories, and it might not be the biggest story, but well, it got your attention. What's your story today, David?
3: Oh, man. OK, well, this has to do with the frustrating or to me, the most frustrating part of the never ending national conversation about guns. And to me, one of the more frustrating thing is that the people who are so certain that they know what to do to stop gun violence and that's uh, ban guns. We need gun control, all that stuff. They know nothing about firearms and they don't try to learn anything about firearms at all. No, even people who are supposed to know what's going on and impart that wisdom to the American public have no clue about any of it. On Fox News, Geraldo Rivera was supporting Joe Biden's push to ban AR-15s, and this came out.
7: It, it makes makes macho the people who possess it. Oh, look at me! I'm a big it's deal. A rifle, and, and uh, it's it's not a rifle. Yes, Greg. it's a rifle. It's a, it is a machine. What is AR stand it, for? Is, it is it is uh, automatic rifle.
2: Oh, my goodness. No,
7: it's not really well, I, all I know is that AR-15s have no place in okay. American
4: society other than sport clubs.
3: I mean, that's, that's something that's a Google search away, or if you paid <laughs> attention to any uh, media that isn't vehemently against scary-looking guns.
4: Well, we know it stands for alt-right. Well, obviously. <laughs> yeah,
2: <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever they talk about this. Does anyone ever bring up – I don't hear it. If they do, I just don't hear it – that if you catch someone with a gun illegally, it's mandatory time. Five years, three years. We've got to do something to get yeah. the illegal guns off the street. Does anyone ever talk about that? Well, no. I
3: think it's got to be more than that because according to federal data on sentencing, at least at the, at the felony and federal level, uh, the average for a felon in possession of a hand, of a gun is about five years.
2: Okay. But no one talks about that as far as getting guns off the street, no. stopping, as they say, gun violence. No, because no. the percentages of gun violence happening with someone that has a legally owned firearm is much smaller than someone in possession of an illegal firearm. Yeah. So why don't you start there? Because,
3: honestly, it's because they, they don't really consider the issue. They see tragedies like Sandy Hook. They see tragedies like uh, what has—I mean, all over, like Parkland and what has happened all over the country. When r- realistically, if you actually are following the data, those are not the biggest driver of gun-related deaths in America. They're not the biggest instances of gun violence in America by a long shot. Statistically speaking,
2: those events are exceedingly rare. Dude, it could be a weekend, say thirteen. 13- Black males get smoked in Chicago. At the same time, another eight in Baltimore. Say there was ten in New York. No one cares. No one says anything. we got to do something about this gun violence. You don't hear it. Because why? They don't care. If they cared, they'd be talking about it. we got to do something about this gun violence. The people in the neighborhoods talk about it. Oh, yeah. And all the people that claim to represent them say they care, but they don't do anything to show that they care. It's very frustrating. All right, Scott, what's your story today?
4: Well, the CDC recently confirmed over 800 accidental COVID-19 deaths in 2021. What? Accidental COVID-19 deaths? Particularly for people under the age of 60. These deaths, which obviously had little to do with COVID, got flagged because the people involved had covid Case in point, 32-year-old white male died in December from an unspecified fall that resulted in an unspecified injury to his head. He had mental and behavioral disorders and was an alcoholic and had a kidney tumor. Also, when he died, he had, you guessed it, COVID-19. Cause of death, COVID-19. 57-year-old white male died in November from another fall at the same level. It resulted in a rib fracture, injury of the liver and gallbladder, Fatigue, and he collapsed. How did he die? Of COVID-19. Why? Because he was positive for COVID-19 when he died. Why are you yelling? This makes me crazy.
5: (laughs) (laughs) This is the type
4: of stuff when the CDC, any government agency at this point in time, has lost the faith and confidence of the American people for nonsense like this. I had actually never heard accidental COVID 19 yeah, well, before. Yeah, accidental COVID 19. So it was an accident, but they had COVID. God. So it's, they died of COVID 19.
2: Okay. Even though the
4: guy was an alcoholic and fell and broke every bone in his body, it was COVID 19.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, my story today is out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. It's going to be a great night. Uh, I think it's this coming Wednesday uh, for school kids from kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, it's a youth sports event for girls. What for girls? What's girls? X. Girls Girls, it's like girls. The word girls and then an X on the end. Girls oh,
4: X, like girl-zix. Latin like X. Okay.
2: No, 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 lat- Latinx. Oh, thank you. So I don't know oh. how you pronounce it. They, I guess they want you to say girls X, but no. Uh, no, you would have a space if you wanted it pronounced that way. So it's got to be girls X. Girls X. Um, the city, by the way, dis- defines the word girls as all who identify as a girl or with girlhood. So it's not so much to say, yeah, I'm a girl. It's just, you know what? I identify with girlhood. What does that mean? I don't know. You occasionally play with a doll? I don't know. Stereotypical, though, right? I guess you can't say that. Right. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means either. So, yeah, like uh, latinx or womeninx, womeninx, Yeah. Yeah, W-O-M-X-N. They tried that for a while, remember? I forget how you pronounce that. Womixin? Womixin. 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 And Latinks, and Girlzix. Hmm. Um, from the Cambridge website, it says, Did you know that Girlzix who play sports are more likely to have better grades, high levels of confidence, and develop the critical skills necessary for success in the workplace? See, this is positive. Come get involved. There's going to be basketball, sorry. cheerleading, football, hockey, lacrosse, soccer, and softball, among other things.
3: It's, I'm sorry. I, I'm a little triggered by some of the language they were using. They said workplace. Everyone knows you're supposed to
2: call it a workplex. Hmm. <laughs> they, they need to do the work and work on that day. They really do. I, I would agree. Um, says the fun free event is for families with girls. Again, anyone who identifies as a girl or with girlhood in kindergarten through fifth grade. So you learn about existing teams, plus you enjoy prizes. Prizes? I hope everybody gets a prize. I know. Yeah. It's Prize X, by the way. Um, and also a chance for the young boys to freaking dominate. Oh, wait, it doesn't say that. That's what was <laughs> going on in my head. Okay. Uh, the cult has taken over. Yeah. Who puts up with that? It,
3: if you have a fifth grader who identifies as a kindergartner, can that person compete against kindergarten kids? Yeah.
2: No, that's the thing. If you're a dude, you can magically identify as a woman, and people must believe it. Now, if you want to identify as a different age, that's not going to happen. Different race can't have it.
4: Right. you have a full head of hair and shave your head, are you bald-ex? <laughs> not bald. really bald. You're yeah. just identifying as bald. Maybe that's when you actually get the rug for the top,
2: yeah. and then you could say baldics. Baldics. <laughs> because you're ex-bald, but you're still bald. It's I just have, sort of my hair, hair. It's
4: just not my hair,
2: right? It's like a fake wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the same sort of thing? <laughs> and most times, looks as good.
4: Aren't they promoting those at
2: Davos? <laughs> From some of the speakers I've seen, they don't have one. So you better try a fakey. All right. Uh, News update straight ahead. (laughs) Van Kamp and Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins.
3: Jordan and Dash suffered the pressure. There you yeah. go.
2: Is he talking about Davos there? <laughs> I think so. World Economic Forum, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of pressure. Yeah. Drew and Dash
4: was what he had for lunch. <laughs> and yeah. Go green? Depression.
3: Yes. Under the pressure. That's, that's actually yeah. a, a, an alternative to beef.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Anything to keep the attention away from the classified document scandal going on uh, right now? Yes. As far as Biden's concerned I'm Is this sure day six without any commentary at all about it.
2: We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if anything happens with Biden today. Meanwhile, Jason Riley at the Wall Street Journal wrote a piece, his opinion about Biden and one of well, Biden's policies right now. Jason Riley, black conservative, brilliant guy. Well, I guess he's not black and you're from the left. Or according to Joe Biden. That's right. He would be a tool of white supremacy. Yes. Because he thinks for himself. Okay. He sets up this piece talking about how Joe Biden has given a boost to schoolyard bullies. Which got my attention. Like, uh, wow. Okay, how's that? The way he sets it up is he's talking about a study released last week by the U.S. Education Department. And he said, oh, my goodness. You look at this and now we can believe the policies being advanced by the equity crowd. And Joe Biden may be contributing to the challenge of getting our young people back up to speed academically. What he's saying is because Obama, when he was president, the education department released this study. Well, black students are suspended from school at higher rates than white students. we got to do something. So suspensions went down. But distractions in the classroom went yeah. above and beyond. Really, And so the kids that are there to learn can't learn yeah. because of the constant distractions. Trump comes in different secretary of education it's pushed down until covid and then biden comes in reinstates everything and now you've got kids that are behind when it comes to learning and massive disruptions only it's worse now after the pandemic and there were different school teachers talking about this saying you go to a middle school some middle schools the boys that are the most aggressive run that place and the kids that just want to learn have no chance. Mm. The equity crowd. Mm-hmm. Golly. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
5: Are you ready?
2: The left says, the American people don't care about documents, okay? They care about the economy. Unless it's Trump's documents. Mm -hmm. Then we don't want to talk about the economy?
3: How bad is a scandal when you want to point to the economy
2: as a positive? It's like, get anything (laughs) off of us right now with these classified documents. And there's that part of me that's like, yeah, the classified documents is one thing. That's for sure. But Mm -hmm. what's in them? Ukraine? Iran, especially Ukraine, I don't know if you know, there's a war going on right now, and we're giving them a whole lot of money and weapons. What was the deal with Biden and Ukraine? What are those classified documents about? I'm curious. I yeah. think a lot of people are. But it doesn't seem like a lot of people in the White House know what's going on. Uh, no, and
3: they're either terrible at their jobs, or they're just lying about what they knew and when, and, or maybe it's a combination of all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are to believe that in early November, Biden's lawyers were cleaning out a closet at his think tank in D.C. and stumbled across top-secret documents from the Obama administration. And then in December, they found more documents at his house, And then late, la- or then last week, found even more documents, and then over the weekend, <laughs> found more documents. And the White House says they didn't know about it. Really? Uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked when she knew about the documents.
5: I provided I provided the information that you all had at the time no I did not know I'm saying I had the information I actually said this to Cecilia I had the information that you all had at the time right and so this is why I also said to Cecilia this is why we are trying to be very prudent here and we're trying to be very consistent and say this is an ongoing uh, legal process and this is why I say we're just not going to comment from here that is a perfect example in cecilia's question, and I was very clear about that
2: <laughs> except for last week, you said we were done, but then we weren't done, so that's yeah. why you're getting asked the question again that's the whole deal.
5: When did you learn about the documents found at the Penn Center in November and in Wilmington in December? when your team was in, was uh, doing a story on it
3: I learned about it from watching the news you're telling me that the press secretary went into Joe Biden's office and said, hey, uh, what's going on with these documents? NBC News is asking about it. And they just said, oh, yeah, that's it. But even then, the timeline doesn't make sense, because early last week, they only acknowledged one batch of documents. Right. Until then, it came out there was a second batch of documents that had been found in December. So, no, so at least Biden's lawyers were aware that at a minimum two yes. batches of documents were found, and they probably knew more had been found. Honestly, but the White House press secretary was kept in the dark about that. I think that's true. I really do. And that's and I that is why, know. even though I mean I, I I I don't like her. I think she's she's really bad at her job. That's why I do kind of feel bad for Kareem John Claude Van Damme Mellencamp. <laughs> I, I I feel very bad for her, honestly, because they've whoever is calling the shots really has sent her out to be like a sacrificial lamb. OK. All
2: right. To counterpoint that, here's why I don't feel bad for for a number of different reasons. I want to go back to when Biden talked about this a week ago. Was that eight days ago? Something about that and his statement at the
6: time. It sounds like. He didn't know about the documents,
2: and you're not quite sure
6: what to believe. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously.
2: That one doesn't age well, does it?
6: When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, yeah. a secure office in the Capitol. When I, The four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Uh, they found some documents in a box. Which is also kind yeah, of a lie. Yeah. Honorary. You didn't teach. <laughs> right. You know, a locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives. Immediately called the archives. Okay.
2: Before they called you? Like, immediately? This is where it gets to the point where I'm not buying what he's selling here either. But who knows if that guy knew he had documents in other places, would he go out there and say this stuff?
6: Turn them over to the archives, and I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office.
2: He was briefed on it? Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound like that would be more of a meeting than just a little brief? Hey, by the way, classified documents there in your possession. Uh, Anyway, how's everybody? How's Dr. Jill? No, like, dude, we've got an issue here. You Mm. know what we found? We found freaking classified documents at your place. Wouldn't that be it? You would think. You would hope.
6: They're his lawyers. But I don't know what's in the documents. My lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were.
2: (laughs) I I don't know what they were. I'm not even going to ask. Who believes that? I mean, just try to put yourself in his shoes. Documents? If he truly didn't remember, you found them. Well, it's probably not right for me to
4: ask what was in them. What? No, that would be the logical <laughs> next question. Well, what was there? What,
6: what was it? What was it? Of course. I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives. And we're cooperating fully. Fully? Cooperating fully. Of course. With the review, and which I hope will be finished soon. And uh, there will be more detail uh, at that time.
2: I mean, he's not with it, we know that, but that doesn't sound like a guy that knows there's more out there. No.
3: It's well, a setup.
2: You know, probably his lawyers
3: were telling him, you shouldn't ask what's in it because they know he's senile and, he's, and he might actually just blab.
4: <laughs> <laughs> more on that a little bit later. My question is always, too, how did they know to go to the garage? Because that was next. The garage was next. After
2: that. Because then we hear, well, and then they just started, wherever they might be, they started searching. Yeah. It was like an Easter egg hunt. Who knows where they could be? Find the medallion. Oh, buddy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on. New York Mayor Eric Adams. <laughs> Boy, he's making waves, isn't he? Yeah. Saying, hey, the federal government's got to do something about this migrant problem. We can't take any more in New York City. I even went to El Paso myself to look yeah. at it.
3: Yeah, and he's back in New York now trying to figure out what to do with all of these illegal immigrants he's got on his hands. I mean, which I think is very hateful and xenophobic. This is not who we are. There's a big statue in his city that says, we are welcome to everyone. And Lady Liberty is crying
2: right now. You should look like the singer from Creed. Arms wide open, buddy. Let's go. go. You said you were a sanctuary
3: city. I mean, uh, anyway, uh, one idea that he has is to just cram all these migrants in a stadium or an arena or something. What?
6: Yeah. Okay. Yes, I believe in that concept of, of putting people in the setting and have all the services, the wraparound services that are needed. And we have been attempting to identify locations that we can do so. And there's a real collaboration that we are attempting to do to get spaces to do just that.
2: Arenas, you say, David?
3: Well, I think you might actually, I mean, if this were under, like, Donald Trump or any Republican, we'd be talking... In terms of concentration camps, right? Yes. You're telling me you're going to round up people and put them in one place just because you don't want to deal with them. <laughs> but that's what they're talking about. Now, like, I, I honestly don't think it's a bad idea. If you don't, I mean, if the hotels are full and you got hotel managers and owners who are saying, "Hey, w- what's going to happen?" Because you've got all these dudes who are just there partying all the time. Mm-hmm. and we're not able to rent out rooms to to tourists and things like that you're holding us hostage i mean yeah they're in this country many of them here illegally many of them here under questionable at best asylum claims yeah you put them in an arena somewhere at least then you you do have uh 24/7 access to whatever services you think the city's going to offer them
2: our friends in Portland already know this idea of mine, but I do think that idea kills two birds with one stone. Okay. Okay, and that is you want a deterrent from people coming into the country. Say, so you come here, you're going to get put in an arena where there's going to be WNBA games. Yeah. Okay, and you're going to have to sit through the games. The WNBA needs an audience. They need fans. So you have that, but it's also a deterrent because you get people all over the world that are thinking about coming here. We're going to What? We got to sit through those games. Well, oh, forget it. I'll stay here in Guatemala. With my bloodthirsty dictator. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So maybe not a bad idea. Anybody see the video of Greta Thunberg getting arrested?
3: Yeah. Jeez. It was in Germany, right? Like a coal yes. mine operation or something like yeah, that. They're going to
2: expand the coal mine operation. Yeah. And... yeah. You know what we talked about four months ago? What Germany was going to have to do? Expand coal mine operations. Why?
4: They got no no heating. People are going to freeze. Yeah, that's that natural why.
2: gas kind of, well, dried
3: up because yeah. of Russian sanctions. And, uh, well, something happened to them pipelines. <laughs> not
2: really sure who did what when, but... So is Greta saying people should freeze? Yes. Yeah. It's an apocalyptic death cult.
3: I'm not, Holy I'm not smokes. being hyperbolic about this. I mean, that's exactly it. It's that the planet is dying because of us. And we have to do things no matter what it takes to reverse this.
2: The other thing, the arrest wasn't even real when okay. you watched the video. it was staged yeah they're she they're they're talking
3: about framing and everything. Would it be better if we lifted you up and started taking you away because they're carrying her away from the protest? Yes. but she's laughing with the cops ahead of time. It was
2: a photo shoot, yes, they're holding their hand, making it look like they're pulling her away,
4: and she's laughing during it. <laughs> What a scam. Reminiscent of the fake handcuffs with AOC. Oh, no. Remember, she had no handcuffs, but her hands bind her back. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. She was arrested. No, you weren't. What clowns. By the way, switching gears,
2: from speaking of clowns. Someone is selling signed copies of the January 6th committee's report. Oh, yeah. My yeah. Adam Kinzinger, former <sighs> Republican representative, you
3: know, country over party. And I'm, I'm I'm standing up for the truth. So he's got this political action committee. Uh, What is it called? Country First. There you go. Started that uh, in July of 2021. Uh, And he has a copy for sale of the January 6th commission report. It's hardcover. Very nice looking. And for $100, he'll sign it for you. (laughs) Now, now initially, I I think Fox News broke the story and then they took it off of the merch store. But now it's back on. Now it's back on.
2: And okay.
4: He, <laughs> this is your favorite guy Scott. No, I despise him.
2: Yeah, He's but a- you do talk about him a lot because he irritates you yeah. and he ha- even has a signed
4: baseball that you can buy. Yeah, 50 bucks signed baseball.
2: <laughs> yeah. They've
4: i was got, already asked by several people if I'm going to buy one. Hell no. No. <laughs> you,
3: got, you got the Adam Kinzinger signed baseball. You can get a signed baseball hat. Yes. I mean, you, get you can t-shirts, get t-shirts I mean, yeah.
4: uh long sleeve, short sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Honestly, Does he
2: cry on each piece of memorabilia? (laughs) That's the
6: special. special. You guys help. You know, democracies.
3: Instead of a watermark for uh, proof of authenticity, (laughs) it's a tear mark. Tear stain. You know what what should happen, though? Because I don't know what idiot, what lonely loser buys something like this. What would sell out in a heartbeat, though, is if you had copies of that report signed by Donald Trump.
2: Yes, that
4: would. See, now you're on to (laughs) something. Yes. Let Trump in on that one.
6: (laughs) Are not defined (laughs) by our bad days. Okay. Oh, man.
2: Kevin McCarthy throws down on Eric Swalwell. I think you're going to want to hear this. Straight ahead. Right, The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Sometimes, at least to me, things go beyond politics. It's like a common sense question. If someone sleeps with a Chinese spy, can that person be on the Intelligence Committee? No. No, I don't think that would be a great idea. But for years, Eric Swalwell from California was. Kevin McCarthy, new House leader, is being asked about this. Hey, you kicked him off the committee. Well, he's bitching and moaning about it, too. What does Kevin McCarthy say?
7: If you got the briefing I got from the FBI, you wouldn't have Swalwell on any committee. And you're going to tell me other Democrats couldn't fill that slot? He cannot get a security clearance in the private sector. So would you like to give him a government clearance? You asked me questions about Santos. You asked the questions about Swalwell. Not only was he getting a clearance, he was inside an intel
2: committee. Well, yeah. I think this dude so far is doing a decent job. He's like, he's getting a little tougher, it seems like.
4: Where was his backbone before? I know. <laughs> you
2: wonder.
7: He had more information than the majority of all the members. Did you ever raise that issue?
2: Oh, yeah. Media, take that. No, but you
7: should have. You're going to tell me there's 200 other Democrats that couldn't fill that slot, but they kept him on it? The only way that they even knew it came forward is when they went to nominate him to the intel committee. And then the FBI came and told the leadership then, he's got a problem. <laughs> and they kept him on. That jeopardized all of us.
2: Yeah, do your job, yeah. media. Do, do you wanna... He was sleeping with Fang Fang. That was her name. Yeah, yeah. You probably already know that, but it's still amazing.
3: Do you want to hear Eric Swalwell's defense of himself? Yeah. but Sure. Hot off the presses, straight from The View. He's asked about this. Awesome. Who she was. And by the way, my district, 35% Asian American. So this isn't like a Chinese person... In Iowa, right? Right. This is a very diverse congressional district.
2: And so in an Asian American...
3: We're drowning in Asian Americans in my district. How can
2: I not cut them a break and, you know... (laughs) Give them a little love. (laughs) (laughs) Unreal. Switching gears, man. This is... I saw this story and I'm like, is this real? I had not heard of this before. Um... A lot of times when you're talking about recycling, it can be a good thing, but then people go over the top with it, right? Well, in Philly, they're doing this thing with Christmas trees, recycling for the goats. Did you know Philly has this whole sort of activism for goats? No. The Philly Goat Project? There's different things throughout the year, but in January, they say, hey, bring your trees, (laughs) your Christmas trees. Yeah. Because it's good for goats. Pine needles are rich in vitamin C and A. Um, Pine tree bark also has a lot of good nutrients for the goats, and the goats love it. (laughs)
3: That's good, man. But it's called the Philly Goat Project? Yes. That sounds like a backup band for Frank Zappa.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm thinking they're saying, man, right now it's like the best time of the year for the goats. True. And all I could think was, it's a party for the ghost.
6: You remember this one? <laughs> <laughs>
2: The singing goats will get you guys every single time. This is the mark, the main camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story of the
3: day, David. Uh biggest story of the day to me is the ever evolving excuses for Joe Biden hoarding classified documents. I think followed by uh New York City saying they're going to start internment camps for migrants. Or that's what they're looking at.
2: Yes. You can't say those words together, but somewhere get them all together, or yeah. like a big dome or something. Maybe we could—I don't know—have a large
3: concentration of people in these camps. Just wondering.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, there are a lot of big cities too. That it, you know, it's like they have the current nice arena, but then they have the old dilapidated yeah. one. Mm-hmm. That's where those leaders. We love them. We welcome them. We're going to send them to the old arena. Right. It's all broken down. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. All right. Much more to get to including a news update about Biden straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh man, uh, so this is a
3: developing story right now. A Georgia State Patrol trooper was shot uh, outside of Atlanta, where left-wing anarchists have been protesting for a long time. So they have this area outside of Atlanta where. Um, They want to uh, create this massive training complex for police officers. Well, a bunch of Antifa types and whatnot have been camped out in that area for a while. They had to just, I think it was last week, they cleared out the area, this so-called autonomous zone. And now, according to uh, WSB-TV, somebody in that crowd shot a, a state trooper. Uh, the wow. state trooper is in the hospital, apparently in stable condition. Uh, we are told that one person, I believe, yes, the person who shot the trooper was shot and killed by law enforcement officers. Um, well, Remember,
2: Antifa is just an idea. It's uh, a yeah, real right. thing.
3: Just an idea. And the biggest threat actually is uh, white supremacy, right?
2: That's what we're told yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Merrick Garland, the Dorcas. Joe Biden. Yeah. All of our leaders. Yes, that's what we hear. I remember you doing a montage, David, about how Antifa is just an idea. It's yeah. not,
6: you know. That's uh, a myth that's oh, yeah. being spread only in Washington, D.C.
5: Antifa is not anything more than an idea.
6: Antifa's an idea, not an organization. It oh, <laughs> says it right in the name Antifa, anti fascism. It's, it's
5: an idea. It's an no, it's idea, not, it's not. not no, a real it's not. thing. Yeah. It is
8: a
2: real Antifa thing. People should be so
3: embarrassed, man. Yeah. It is a real I, yeah. thing. I mean, it was burning down multiple cities. Uh, in 2020, um, and it has well led to the deaths of people as a result of those mostly peaceful riots that we saw. And
2: oh my cop- goodness! It's got to be in the news a lot for it to get its own theme song on this show.
4: Yeah. Antifa. Yeah. It's wow. Well, Antifa has. I mean, it's not. It has. It has charter members all over yeah. the country.
3: Well, The the weirdest thing to me right now, I mean, dude, if this is like Proud Boys who had been yeah. camped out somewhere because they didn't oh. want some oh. and, and then they took a shot at a cop, oh my gosh, that's headline news. Absolutely. Right, that would be. And I, I have no problem with that being headline news. Sure. So my problem is that something like this is not. I mean, how many people we follow news fairly closely for the purposes of doing our jobs. And I... Always forget that there was this autonomous zone. It has been this ongoing protest for a long time in Atlanta, of all places.
2: Yeah. That's true, man. Wow. Well, thank you for the update. I know, see, I hope the officer's going to be all right. But it looks like he is okay? They say he's in stable condition in the hospital, yes. All right. Good. Um, Switching gears to one of the big stories still out there. It's the classified documents with Biden and the Wall Street Journal reporting that the Department of Justice declined to monitor Joe Biden's attorneys searching for the classified documents. That
4: is insane. Insane. No one was there. That's. Yes. No one. OK. Bunch of attorneys that Biden hired <laughs> going through his stuff, his gym bags and. Allen wrenches and what have you. It's Allen wrenches.
2: What's going on? What's being hidden? There's something more to this. Because you start talking about, what about the visitor logs to his home? Well, there are no visitor logs. Okay. Why is the Department of Justice saying, oh, we don't need any oversight on this? We trust you. It's okay. And then Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about this yesterday because all of a sudden, and this honestly piques your interest even more, that you have some legacy media outlets actually doing their job, asking some real questions.
5: You've repeatedly emphasized the need, just as you did today, for independence, for integrity um, of the Department of Justice investigation. One reason why you've continued to point us to the DOJ. So I wonder why then did the White House counsel go to Wilmington to facilitate the handing over of documents to the DOJ. That is How, a, is, that separate? That How is, is that separating the White House from the DOJ? And Weisha, I appreciate the questions. I know there's going to continue to be dozens more questions probably today. And I will say, reach out to the White House Counsel's Office. That's one of the reasons my colleague was uh, on the phone with many of you taking questions uh, today, and I'm just gonna leave it there. That is something for them to answer.
2: Because they don't trust me anymore. Yeah. Who knows what I might say. I'll get tied up and I might tell you something that they don't want you to know. Yeah. So just talk to them on the phone. I've already addressed this. I'm not answering the question. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. Any uh, theories? Any updated theories, or the same as it's been? I,
3: I, I think somebody is slow walking this to make it as painful as possible and make it as painfully obvious as possible to Joe Biden that a lot of the people responsible for getting him elected probably don't want to get him reelected. Time to step they, aside. They Joe. know he
2: can't win it.
4: They know it. Well, how do you explain the CNN turnaround? I mean, where all of a sudden they're like reporting the story like real news people. And people from the inside have said for a long time, there's meetings all the time
2: between White House officials, the leaders, the real leaders of the Democratic Party, and the likes of CNN
4: to talk about what's
2: going to be covered. Yeah. Okay. They want them to cover this.
4: Yes. That's what I mean. I mean, the green lights are there. I don't know where it came from. He is
2: not useful to them anymore. Right. He's a liability. We'll see what happens. All right. Switching gears to something else. Um... Who's taking a shot at Ron DeSantis? Another Republican governor? Who's this? Yeah, well, you know,
3: Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is the most popular so far potential Republican presidential candidate, aside from Donald Trump. Uh, Depending on what polls you're looking at, he may be even ahead of Donald Trump. Um, But there are some other Republicans who are looking to get in on the 2024 action, and one of them is outgoing Maryland Governor Larry Hogan. Now, he went on... Just, just save your time, dude. It's delusions of grandeur. Grandeur, seriously. I, I, I that guy's not going to be president,
2: Mister Flimsy.
3: Yeah, uh, but he he went on CNN and kind of trashed Ron DeSantis, saying, "Well, he's not really good to reaching out to people in the middle." Okay, let's hear this. Well,
0: He hasn't done it so far. I mean, he's done a really good job of uh, getting on Fox News and he's capturing a lot of attention. But he certainly hasn't done it the way Charlie Baker and Phil Scott and I have. I, what have you
2: guys done? Yeah. Are you kidding me? He's bringing sanity back I mean I, I you know we, we're a, consistently the most uh, highest job approval in the country, and I think DeSantis is down around thirtieth place among governors. Is that because he's too focused on the base, too focused on red meat issues? Well, I just I, think I,
0: that he, he is focused on the base and he's he's doing pretty well with the base, but uh, he's going to have to figure out a way if he if he wants to have a, a political future beyond Florida to appeal to a broader audience. No, he's
3: not. Yeah, probably no, not. not. I mean, the the thing that I like about Ron DeSantis is is similar to what I like what I liked about Donald Trump was it wasn't about just being totally wishy washy to try to be everything to everyone. Right. It was saying here's what I believe, vote accordingly. And didn't work out in 2020 for Donald Trump, but for in 2022, it worked out really well for Ron DeSantis and all Republicans in the state of Florida.
2: Well, is he saying that, what, Republican voters want to go back to Mitt Romney? Right. Paul Ryan? Mm. Uh, No. It's it's just more of the same. It reminds me just a month ago when the Omnibus bill got shoved through and no one's standing up. And voters are tired of those. Insubstantial, flaccid Republicans.
4: Get them out. Don't need a guy like that. Your favorite rock band, dear listener, when they are told they have to write hit singles (laughs) and they tank because the bass goes away (laughs) and they're left with nothing. (laughs) It's happened.
2: On that real quick, there was a thing I saw yesterday, most hated rock songs. Do you know what was number one? I don't want to miss a thing from Aerosmith.
4: (laughs) Yeah, not a fan. Most a lot of Aerosmith fans there. go, what are you doing? Well, yeah.
2: You're doing a Diane Warren song? Yeah.
4: To your point there. Yeah.
2: Very interesting. Um, maybe you've heard about this story. In Northern Virginia, he had 16 high schools delaying notifying students of their national merit recognition.
4: Jeez.
2: Um, equity, you know. Got to have equity. You don't want kids feeling bad mm-hmm. that the Asian American students are doing so well. Isn't that racist? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you had some of these students find out, oh, wait, I got the national merit? Really? Well, that certainly helps getting into college. But all of these schools in northern Virginia delayed notifications. So Glenn Yunkin was not happy with that, saying, this is crazy what's going on. And it, it's got to stop. And I think this is another reason why a lot of voters across the country resonate with a guy like this. You can say, well, he just does stuff to get on Fox News. No, he does things that matter to people.
0: They have a maniacal focus on equal outcomes for all students at all costs. This overarching effort for equal outcomes is hurting Virginia's children. And it's hurting, even worse, the children that they aspire to help.
2: Okay, another point to that with Glenn Youngkin, and see if you follow my train of thought on this. When you see Glenn Youngkin, and even hear him talk, it's not like this knuckle dragon, you know, I'm gonna take control of America, right? Where a lot of the left tries to position the right. He's a well-thought-out guy, Mm -hmm. dresses pretty preppy, I guess. Most politicians do. But he's not what you would call, like, a man's man. Right? No, not at all. So no. you follow where I'm thinking? Sure. It doesn't matter. He's doing what people want him to do in that position. That's why he got elected. He's yeah.
4: doing what he was elected to do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and people will love you for it. He actually is following through on what he said he was going to follow through on. I know that's rare, but. But he's not reaching toward the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not what voters are looking yeah,
2: for. There is no such thing anymore. Do you see where the country's gone insane mm-hmm. in so many different areas? they're tired of the insane they want to change all right much more to get to so we're most productive about mid-morning and then it's downhill the rest of the day according to research what does that mean for you and a news update you'll want to hear straight ahead Right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So the word is Merrick Garland, Attorney General. This is the one that kept the FBI out of the Biden document search. Yeah. Not surprised, but more on that a little bit later. I'm also seeing an update on a story that you had earlier, David, about the NHL hockey player. Yeah,
3: this guy, he's a defenseman for the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, Ivan Provorov, who decided that during their Pride night at the game last night, he didn't want to go out for the pre-game skate-around warm-up wearing the Pride rainbow flag stuff, because he says he's Russian Orthodox, and he, he doesn't. He doesn't want to be seen as endorsing that because that is something that is against his religious beliefs. And the woke left is just losing it over this because that is the LGBTQ... And I don't even want to put the LGB in there. It really is the TQ plus side of the equation that is so freaking angry all the time if you do not
2: subscribe to their beliefs. It is strange because you have journalists all over the place outraged at this guy not wanting to wear that jersey (laughs) that it's more adamant than people that are actually in the lgbtq community or now you got to parse it out i guess i have no idea i understand not everybody that's identified in the alphabet mafia identifies with that entire group and what they stand for but it's a mob Oh yeah! And if you don't do what we say and celebrate what we tell you to celebrate, then we're marking you, and we're coming after you. Oh. Dude, the, what the guy said was, I'm respectful of everybody.
6: I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say.
4: That was it. That's all he needs to say.
2: Yeah, why do you have to say anything else? Nothing. And then people on left, well, when it was military appreciation night, you wore that jersey in warm-ups. Well, David had a great distinction, didn't you, David? Um,
3: I, I mean, listen, you're, it's not the same. Being gay right. is not the same of as raising not. your hand and saying, I'm willing to go die for my country. Sorry, it's not the same. I know that the left always likes to talk about stunning and brave. Ah. No, no, no. <laughs> what's stunning and brave is saying, put a rifle in my hand, Uncle Sam, and send me to some desert to potentially die for my country.
2: Yeah. That's stunning and brave. So, and if you're going to talk about anybody that was brave, it was the one hockey player because I can't believe he's the only one yeah. that doesn't align with the beliefs of the Alphabet Mob. Well, you're, he's he's going
3: against the official state religion now by just saying no. I, I'm not interested in taking part in this. Steph Driver writes for uh, SB Nation for okay. the well writes about the NHL wrote Ivan Pro- uh, Provorov was allowed to play in a game for the Philadelphia Flyers, the organization that was the first to say you will be removed from the arena if you utter a homophobic slur after refusing to wear a Pride logo for warm-ups. What an absolute disgrace. Not taking part in the Pride festivities is not the same as calling someone a homophobic slur. Get over yourself.
2: Dude, I'll say it again, man. When it's faith night or faith and family night or Christian night, do they ask you to wear a jersey with a cross on it? No. Imagine if they did. The outrage. Mm-hmm. This guy doesn't want to wear your religious jersey because that's what it comes down to. It's like wokeism is its own religion. If you've never thought that before, it doesn't take long. You think about it. Mm, yeah, that's really true. Except they're very demanding of everyone else mm-hmm. that you hop aboard or else. <clears throat> no. Screw off. Not wearing it. No no one likes being told what to do to begin with. If it's something that doesn't align with your beliefs,
4: no. His jersey is available for sale.
2: Are
8: you
4: serious? No, I'm serious, yeah. Whose jersey? The guy who stood up and said, no, I'm not doing this. The pregame warm-up jersey? Yeah, just his with his name on the back. Could I buy a copy? Oh, the
2: regular one? Yeah. I thought you wanted his pride jersey. Like it's already (laughs) somebody grabbed it and put it up on eBay or something. That would be a collector's item, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Never been (laughs) worn,
4: fresh with tags. Yep.
2: This is the Markley Van Camp Robin Show.
5: Are you ready?
2: News update, David Van Camp. Okay, so the World Economic Forum is going on.
3: you got a bunch of people, the world's elites, business leaders, politicians, advisors to presidents and whatnot, all getting together to talk about how they're great and the rest of us are really dumb and we need to be controlled. Globalization is the answer. Of course, climate change is a big part of that, uh, figuring out how to make us sacrifice for things when these people fly on private jets to
2: go meet together. A thousand private jets. (laughs) Boy. A thousand.
4: A thousand? For people to get there. That's the number. Yeah.
2: But they care about the environment.
6: Uh, they
4: ride share,
2: cut that
3: back. Right? I mean, somebody's got to have a carpool option. I would think. Mm -hmm. Something. Jet pool or whatever. Yeah. Al Gore. Al Gore. He was speaking today. And he started sounding like one of those, like, overnight... Uh, TV preachers, while talking about the amount of carbon that's coming. I mean, this guy is like, he's one of the leaders of the apocalyptic death cult surrounding climate change. How okay. long has this grift been going on? Uh, quite a while. And so many yeah. of his predictions actually never came true. Never came In true. That, never Miami's supposed to be yeah. underwater right now.
4: Should have been, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, here's him talking about the carbon that we're pouring into the atmosphere. Okay.
8: we're still putting one hundred and sixty two million tons into it every single day. And the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by six hundred thousand Hiroshima class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the earth. That's what's boiling the oceans, creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs and sucking the moisture out of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate.
2: I'd never heard rain bomb before. I'm still on that. He's on a roll, though. He really is, yeah. Okay.
8: Climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century? Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act.
3: Ah! He actually... You know what? Listening to that again, he actually sounds like John Goodman's character in The Big Lebowski.
8: (laughs) Over the line!
3: (laughs) Has the whole world gone crazy?
0: That's always my favorite.
3: Yeah. So... (laughs) When he's talking about refugees, I mean, one of the things that he likes to talk about is uh, refugees from, like, Syria pouring into Europe, and that has caused a lot of strife, obviously, because you have a clash of cultures as they get into Europe. That wasn't... That's not a climate refugee situation. There was this little group called ISIS, and then there's this dictator called uh, Assad who's been driving people out. Uh, and, and, And this guy is acting like we've never in human history experienced crazy weather events i mean I, I brought this up before, but towards the uh end of egypt's reign as a as a, like a, a powerhouse in the world, one of the things that helped bring them down was a drought or and famine that lasted three hundred years that's pretty tough was it because what what there there were too many I don't know. There are too many pharaohs riding around, uh, riding around in hummers or what? I
2: no. I don't know, man. I mean, if I had to guess, it was the pharaohs doing other pharaohs, and the Lord got mad and said, "All right, drought <laughs> three hundred. Here you go." Yeah. You know. We have to act. <laughs> I, damn! I really want okay, to. Okay, seriously, man. I'm trying to figure out what he's actually trying to say in that clip. Is he saying that there's going to be more refugees because people are going to be leaving countries because of climate change? Yeah. Okay, that's the hocus-pocus bullcrap that Kamlo is trying to say, along with, you know, root causes. And part of it's the climate. How? No one ever explains that.
3: As the theory goes, because if you have shortages of resources in certain parts of the world, people try to leave en masse, which is true, but that's happened for...
2: All of human history. All of human but if, history. But if they keep going where we're going right now, people are going to starve. There's not going to be enough food. Well, I mean,
3: yeah. I, I, what part of apocalyptic death cult don't you understand?
2: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What you're trying to do to farmers? In the Netherlands? Sri Lanka? The whole world gone
4: crazy! Thank you. <laughs>
2: Wow, he is losing his mind there.
4: John Goodman is Al Gore in an Inconvenient Truth Part 2. The main
3: character in that movie, or the uh, side character, I mean, has to be a guy named Donnie who disagrees with the climate science. I would love that. Shut the freak up, Donnie!
2: (laughs) Yes. We got rules here. All right, so CNN is now reporting on Joe Biden's corruption. This is a moment, David. Isn't it really,
3: man? And, and you know, this this whole documents thing, as we've been remarking for the last year and a half or so, or year and a half, week and a half. Hello. I Seems like there. a year and a half. Yeah. Um, well, feels... we should have been acting a while ago. Yeah. You know that. Mm-hmm. It, it feels a little different, doesn't it? Because it does seem to be snowballing a little bit more. And I am actually floored that CNN did a report on something that was dismissed as Russian disinformation or right-wing propaganda, like, two weeks ago. Okay, roll it.
5: Despite his denials, a CNN review of the laptop data, as well as other public material, shows that Joe Biden did interact with some of his son's associates while serving as vice president. Oh, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You okay, Scott? Are you going to (laughs) explode?
4: The light bulb went off. What do you know?
2: Wow. No apology. Of course not. For the wrong reporting all this time. Okay. All right. Go ahead.
5: Though it's unclear exactly what was discussed. One example, the Republican site, Miguel Aleman magnani a Mexican businessman and son of the former president who Hunter was trying to woo. In 2014, Aleman magnani and his dad were photographed at the White House with then-Vice President Biden. In a later email, Whoa. Hunter Biden reminds Alemani magnani of the favors he's done for him. We have been talking about business deals and partnerships for seven years. I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the <sighs> effing White House House. house and the vice president's house and the inauguration
6: gosh
2: dang okay um after hearing that clip david i think we're all more convinced than ever the walls are closing in on joe biden yeah that's not a good sign for him how long it's going to take i don't know
4: wow he's going to announce next month that he's not going to run for re-election Is that all they want out of this? The Democrats, like, I got to send the message. No. We don't
2: want you running in 2024. It's unwinnable. But this is deeper than that, man. It just, it has
3: felt like that over the last couple of months, especially after the midterms, where there's just been a little drip here, a little drip there. Here's some stuff that doesn't look great for Biden. Um, I mean, it just, it really, man, it does feel like there's, at the very least, a strong message That says, we've got the goods on you, Joe. We made you president. Okay? You're getting too big for your britches now. Time to come to heel and say you're not running for re-election. I guarantee you, if he says I'm not running for re-election, nothing's going to happen.
2: Nothing else
4: happens. Nothing. Right. Nothing.
2: Well, and I don't know how much of this is fear from the House. Republicans, with one investigation after another, and all this Hunter Biden stuff is going to come out. So the likes of CNN and the White House are like, we might as well get it out there now. Be proactive this time. And just know this guy's not going to help us anymore anyway, talking about Joe. Wow. You know? That's fascinating. Meanwhile, th- this, I mean, Cali, I say it all the time. To say this is crazy, got to come up with some other words. What's going on in D.C. with carjackings? What the city council there is talking about is insanity. Oh, yeah, what they've actually done. Now. Yes, uh, The Washington, D.C. City
3: Council is moving to help criminals commit more crimes with this massive overhaul to the city's criminal code. Even the mayor, not exactly a right-wing conservative, uh, Muriel Bowser, is against this. She vetoed it, but the council yesterday overrode that veto. The veto. So the new criminal code would take away most mandatory minimum sentences, reduce mandatory maximum penalties, and allow jury trials for misdemeanors. Also, convicted murderers and rapists could get out of prison
4: earlier than they currently can. Jury trials for misdemeanors. Yes. This court system is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, and it
3: it lessens the penalties for violent crimes like carjackings. Now, this bill goes to Congress. It has 60 days to approve or reject it. Because of
2: okay. the unique relationship of what D.C. is. You're talking about, if I'm to understand this, a carjacking is this like a misdemeanor? I
3: don't think it's a misdemeanor, but, well, it presumably could be. It's about how long you actually wind up going to prison.
4: Yeah, if you urinate in an alley and get a ticket, yeah. you can have a jury trial. And it is, to your point, David, Muriel Bowser,
2: far left. Very much so. Wrote, the council has gone far beyond the modernization of our criminal laws to include controversial policy proposals best addressed in standalone bills where the public can review them and offer their thoughts. You know, I hear from D.C. residents daily who are most concerned about being attacked in their home, car, or our streets. Reducing the current legal penit- penalties for these violent offenses sends the wrong message to our residents when we are using every resource in our government to drive down crime. That doesn't sound like a far-left person. Yeah. <laughs> because the council is that crazy. Oh, yeah. Is this Soros money? What explains this?
3: Well, I I, I think it is. Yeah, not just Soros money. I think there is actually the um, far-left communist undercurrent.
2: It is, man. It the sounds more... crazy to people that have not taken the red pill to hear it's communism. But that's what it is.
3: Well it's yes, yeah, so you want as much chaos as possible. And part of that is about creating new recruits every single day. Doesn't matter what they may have done in their previous life. The the point is that they can help you assert power.
2: Man. And more people are going to be carrying, man. You're seeing more and more stories. Somebody goes to get carjacked, and the person that's getting carjacked has a gun. And that's pretty much the end of the carjacking. You don't blame that person.
4: No. Holy mackerel.
2: Okay. There's a lot more to get to. Um. (laughs) Okay, we'll get to a news update. And then a story about have you ever had an impatient person behind you in a drive-thru? The revenge taken on the honker behind this person is fantastic. You gotta hear this story coming up. Yeah! yeah. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We have to act. Ah!
4: <laughs> oh, that was Al Gore from the World Economic Forum. <laughs> Goodness. He was all wound up, wasn't he? he? Talking he really about was. carbon emissions. Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> that was a lot of nonsense what he was spewing out. And it reminds me of a story I just saw, Daily Wire. There is one state that is introducing a resolution to ban. <laughs> Car sales. Electric car sales. Oh. <laughs> so this is funny, man. So <laughs> the joint resolution argues that the oil and gas industry in Wyoming that has created countless jobs and says is that internal combustion vehicles have enabled the state's industries and businesses to engage in commerce and transport goods and resources more efficiently throughout the country since their invention, and how much it would hurt their state if you go all electric, because you got to plug in the electric cars somewhere. Plus, you got to mine for all the batteries for all these electric cars. Mm -hmm. And so then you get to uh, one of the people who is talking about this, State Senator Ed Cooper, said in an interview with The Hill that the proposal was intended to start a nationwide conversation about the absurdity of phasing out gas-powered cars And clarified that he actually doesn't support an actual ban on electric alternatives. He said, quote, I think the thought of an electric vehicle ban is truly completely ludicrous, but it's no more ludicrous than a ban on gasoline-powered vehicles. To his point. Because the whole conversation, as far as in the end, you know, what is going to be better? And it was interesting to me that even when some people started talking about hybrids, that a lot of the electric
4: car proponents were like, "No, no, no! You can't do the hybrid. Mm-hmm. It's got to be all electric."
2: Why?
3: Well, because somebody's got a stake in electric cars.
4: That's right. Dumped a lot of money into it. Did yeah. you see the price of the new Corvette, electric Corvette? By the way,
2: I did because I thought about Biden. <laughs> like, is this did guy going to see want? the
4: price of that thing? Though,
2: one hundred four thousand. What yes. I
4: saw. Yes, uh-huh. one hundred and four thousand dollars. Yes. Good God!
2: Said it's going to be the fastest Corvette yet. Wow. It looks pretty cool.
4: $104,000?
2: Yes. Are you saving up?
4: What's are you st- insurance are you st- a month on that thing?
2: Are you still just a Camaro guy? No, I'm a... Do you still want the Camaro?
4: Uh, Do you uh, want it or not? Sure, I'll take one. Yeah. Well, you thought about buying one for a while. I did. I thought about buying another one, but I think I'm past that now.
2: Well, at the time, you thought you were too old. And we had a lot of people saying, Scott, just get it. I know. I Age I know. is only a number. No. Come on. No. Okay. Oh, I told you I would uh, share this story. And sometimes you don't know if these are true or not. They just make their way online. I want it to be true. Woman shares this story that she was in a long line at McDonald's. And there was a young lady behind her honking because she thought this lady was taking too long to order. It's like, move it along. Let's go. I'm in a hurry. And so she decided, well... I'll just pay for both their orders. You know, you whole, the whole pay-it-forward thing? Yeah. i pay for her order, too. Okay. So when the lady behind her finds out, she waves, and mouths a thank you. Like, sorry, thank you. So the woman pulls up then to get, you know, the food, gets both the receipts, but then takes all the food. <laughs> so that makes the lady that <laughs> ordered <laughs> go around... To wait in line again. Do <laughs>
3: oh, <geez. laughs>
2: so you like that?
4: I do like that.
2: But then after the story goes viral, the lady said, oh, it was just a story. Um, I actually didn't do that. I just, I, I thought I'd give people a laugh. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those where I want to believe it was true.
3: She yeah. probably did do it and then found out that, like, the lady that she screwed over in the drive through was, like, her kid's teacher or something.
2: <laughs> right. Like I don't I don't want this getting out. I didn't yeah. do that. <laughs> but that is pretty sweet revenge. Mm-hmm. I like it. And if you have someone pay it forward, does that mean you always have to pay it forward? It's got to end at some point, doesn't it? Shouldn't you just accept the gift at some point?
4: <laughs> yeah, move on.
2: This is The Markley Bain Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story of the day? Uh there are a few things
3: that are popping, but uh, we 're still awaiting to hear what the story is today about the uh, misplaced classified documents on the part of Joe Biden, yeah, because it 's been changing every single day,
2: so we'll we 'll see what happens there and again, at least for me when people say okay, documents well, Trump had the documents well what what 's in the documents yeah. So what you want to know and it 's it 's also interesting. The Secretary of State, Lincoln. Yeah. He was overseeing the U Pen documents. He was surprised they were even there. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's really going on? We got a news update and the Scott Robbins trifecta coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Rodden show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update. David Van Camp.
3: Yeah. So we've been talking about how the World Economic Forum has been going on in Davos, Switzerland. Um. Yeah. And this is where a whole bunch of very powerful people all gather around to figure out how to make your life worse. Yeah. In the name of saving the planet, and if somebody happens to make some money off of that, bow. Well, that's just incidental.
2: Yeah, that's where a lot of people uh, in our government go to get their marching orders, it seems. Mm -hmm. So Avi Yemeni with uh, Rebel
3: News ran into the uh, head of AstraZeneca, one of the companies that made the three big worldwide distributed COVID vaccines. Now, AstraZeneca's vaccine was the first one that started really getting pulled off the market because of blood clots and right. you know the u.s didn't really want it although joe biden very helpfully said hey we'll give you our supply uh people in africa y'all can deal with it um mm-hmm. remember that That like that really bothered me <laughs> He was like yeah we know this one isn't really safe and a lot of european countries are not using it anymore but uh, to hell with it that was good enough for you people
4: yeah, the, the doctor thunder of vaccines
3: <laughs> hey i will not tolerate <laughs> me neither I like Dr. Doctor Thunder, Thunder <laughs> slander on this program, sir. All right. So anyway, this guy with Rebel News runs into the head of AstraZeneca and starts asking about vaccine mandates. And mm. uh, here's how that conversation.
7: Went. It was a very good idea. Yes. But it, it obviously didn't stop the transmission. So what's the reason
6: for that? Well, no, transmission is only one of them. The protection of uh People is probably the most important uh, objective in the vaccination programs.
7: But the point to to mandate it was to stop the spread. So why would we... Why do you need a mandate? To protect the largest number of people in the world. I think it was a very great idea. So you need need to force people to protect themselves. The whole whole narrative was... Sir.
3: He starts walking away at this point.
7: The whole narrative was about the spread. So there you go. You've heard it from... The drug dealer himself.
4: Golly! <laughs> <laughs> <Can't believe. laughs> wow.
2: Have you ever heard a good argument for that? No. Why? Why is it mandated if it doesn't stop the spread? Because usually the talking point would be, yeah, but it keeps you out of the hospital
3: and yeah. it keeps you from dying. But but right, but that's not why schools have like mandates for other vaccines, like for measles and whatnot. Correct, because you get those vaccines, and well, you don't you don't have a problem.
4: No, right.
3: In, in this case,
2: you still have a problem. Yes, and now, of course, more news coming up are coming out on the booster, and the most troubling thing is what they knew from the test. Well, in that one, there were no real tests. Yeah, no. but from the original vaccine, the tests that they knew about some of the side effects. They did not report. They covered up. But we don't have an honest media that's going to report on that. No. It's all very frustrating. All right, Robbins, you ready for your big three? Rock and roll, baby. Let's Here we go. go. Are you ready?
1: you. One, One,
0: two, two. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta.
2: Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, the trifecta, and always helped by his hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem. I think Casey's ready. I'm ready. Always, yes.
3: Three. Number three, uh, man led police on a, uh, I guess not a high-speed chase, but uh, the guy was riding a tractor.
4: Yeah, North Carolina police officers were on a wild goose chase yesterday morning uh, chasing a stolen John Deere tractor. Stolen. Hmm. Yeah. What a day, the cops said. In case you haven't heard or seen the video, there was a police chase in Boone County. It was a John Deere tractor that was stolen, lasted two hours, and got up to 20 miles per hour while they were chasing him. Now, they put down spike strips on the road to stop the guy from driving the tractor. (laughs) And he continued down the road with two flats in the front (laughs) for like another 20 miles. So they shot at the tire, hit it, and he finally pulled over. He got off the tractor, was wielding a knife, they tased him, and they took him into custody, and he's going to jail. He was, by the way, hammered.
2: Usually if you're driving the tractor out in the public. What
4: part of your brain goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to outrun these cops while driving a tractor. It's a really good question. We're getting closer and closer to number one. You never make good decisions under the influence of alcohol. Top three of the day. Two.
3: Number two, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is pushing back against Woke Pro Sports.
4: Yeah, the NHL in particular. uh, uh, They're going to be in Fort Lauderdale, by the way. It's the Pathway to Hockey Summit that was taking place. It's uh, coming up February the 2nd. There was a tweet that was sent out that said, participants, if you want to go... What is this thing? It's called the Pathway to Hockey Summit. I guess it's to get you involved in hockey at a management level or a sales level or an entry level. Okay. Not participating necessarily in the game itself. All right. Uh, Participants have to be 18 years of age or older, based in the U.S., and identify as female, black, or Asian Pacific Islander. In other words, if you're a white guy, you're not interested. You can't go.
2: We have laws against that.
4: That's what Ron DeSantis said. So the office of the governor seemed to see it as a sort of racism. He said discrimination of any sort is not welcome in the state of Florida. And we will not abide by the woke notion that discrimination should be overlooked if applied to a politically popular manner. Or against a politically unpopular demographic. So we're fighting discrimination in our schools and in our workplaces. And we will fight it publicly publicly. To make sure everyone's accessible to meetings or activities. In other words, you're not welcome here in the state of Florida. NHL went, oop, let's change the verbiage of it. So now it's just anyone 18 years of age or older. This is why I love Ron DeSantis. Yes, he meets this stuff head on. He met it head on and he stopped it in its tracks with a reasonable fact-based argument. This is discrimination no matter how you slice it, and this will not be tolerated in our state, period.
2: Uh, before we get to your number one, yes. speaking of the NHL, one of the big stories out of the NHL today mm-hmm. is a player from the Flyers that didn't wear the rainbow jersey for Pride Night in warm-ups yeah. and made a lot of people angry, saying they should have either kicked him off the team or at the very least not let him play. Yeah, they should
3: have benched him because Ivan Provorov did not want to wear the rainbow jersey. During the pregame warmups, I mean, he what he didn't make a stink about it. He was asked about it, and he says, "Well, that, no, that's and I, I don't want to endorse it because it's because of my faith because he's yeah. Russian Orthodox."
6: He said he respects everybody. I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say.
4: That's all you need to yeah. say. And and good
3: you don't for need him. To say anything else? And, and yeah. really good good for the coach too, who yeah, backed, backed them up. him up. I mean, it was a little. There was a little bit of a wishy-washiness because he's stuck in this situation where he doesn't want to totally tick off his bosses or anything, but he he did say, "Look, I, I respect that. That's how he feels." Yep. And he was asked. He was asked at one point, uh, "Did you ever consider benching
4: him for the game?" And he goes, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wanted him to though. Oh, oh, sure they did. Yeah. yeah, they still do. They want the they want the NHL to be fined a million dollars.
2: Do you think the NHL will cave at all?
4: Because they're really trying to go woke this year. I think they probably will. Wow. If they're cutting a chick for a million dollars. I'm... I'm, I'm just
2: asking I the question because, and to put you on the spot, David, sorry, you're probably the biggest hockey fan of the three of us. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what the NHL is trying to do with the marketing of no. being woke?
3: No, um, other than I wonder what kind of investment – plans that the league or different teams yeah. might have uh, where they may be involved in the ESG kind of stuff and need to get some sort of social credit points. Because look, it it's not this is not appealing to most people. It's not it's not that a bunch of people are just raging homophobes or anything like that. Not at all. But it's like, you know, a lot of us were cool with with that being more with being gay being more accepted in society but when it is just shoved down your throat
2: like that, people just yes, start saying, you have leave me alone. all the trans-activism going on, yeah. infiltrating schools. You're like, whoa, stop. Well, you, that's hateful that you won't wear the jersey.
4: What? That's insane. It reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where they made Kramer. They wanted to make yeah. him wear the pink ribbon, and he wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not wearing a ribbon. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. All right. Now, on
2: with the countdown. Thank Casey. Yeah. So, Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three of the day up to number? One.
3: Uh-huh. Uh, number one, Republican Congressman George Santos, the dude who lied about all of his resume. I mean, He's honestly, it's guy. kind of funny, a lot of yeah. it.
4: <laughs> He's a bad guy,
3: though. I mean, yeah. Well, you say there, there is the latest thing that dropped, and you don't think he'll recover
4: from this. I don't think he can. Uh, this one involves a guy by the name of Richard Ostoff. This guy's a disabled vet, living on the street in New Jersey, with his service dog, Sapphire. Now, the dog had been given to him by a veteran's charity. In 2016, this guy discovered that Sapphire had a tumor, which would cost $3,000 to remove. Ostov didn't have the money, mm-hmm. but he was given a tip. Hey, there's a charity that can help you. The charity was run by a guy named Anthony DeVolder. And his charity was called Friends of Pets United. Anthony DeVolder was actually George Santos, using another name. (laughs) You can't make this up. After Santos set up a GoFundMe page in early May 2016, he became all of a sudden impossible to contact, said the homeless guy. So I only talked to him a couple of times on the phone. I'm guessing that over most of the donations were people that he knew and was connected to. We had a lot. We made the goal and then some. And that's when things changed. Santos told Ostoff that he would need to take his dog to a veterinarian in Queens that he personally knew. He did it, so he arrives with a dog. They said, well, we can't operate on this dog. We can't do that here. So Ostoff urged Santos to let him take the dog to another vet. He said, my dog's going to die. Santos said, hey, remember, it's our credibility here at GoFundMe. We're audited every 5013C is, and we have the highest standards of integrity. The guy had to panhandle for money to put the dog down. Oh man! Mm. Santos took the money and disappeared <laughs> under the name Anthony Devolder. Wow! I'm telling you, you mess around with the animals, man! You mess around with the animals, that that will wreck your career every single time. You're toast, buddy. Bye.
3: Yeah, it's it's. And one, there you
4: have it. <laughs> it's
3: it's one thing when you're you know lying about being a star volleyball player in college, That's right. which is something he did. Yeah, and, he did yeah, lie and, about
4: that too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but you can't take money for a homeless guy, a veteran, no, who no. was given a dog. The dog's dying, Casey. <laughs> well,
2: I'm sorry, man. I was not. You were rolling. I was not going to get in the way of your narrative. <laughs> no, and bring up Tony Fauci. Uh, <laughs> right, but exactly. Yes. Yeah,
5: I got to talk about a f- dog dying. Yep,
2: That's it right. happened again. Poor guy, Dino, Anthony Devolder. Man, oh man. All right we got another news update to get to a lot going on today
4: he was a little dog named Snuppers.
2: i know <laughs> i remember i remember <laughs> and nimrods the news coming up right here David Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Still waiting to see if Marie Jean Pierre is going to go out and answer more questions about the Biden classified documents. Yeah. She said yesterday we'd see you tomorrow because she was ready to leave. Oh, questions yeah. kept coming, but she had to bail on that whole thing.
5: times that
7: turned out to be false. Are you
2: sorry
5: about that? I'll see you tomorrow. Come talk to me. Hmm.
4: Okay.
2: That's it. Because she's tired of that. Six times you told us that you were wrong. In that moment
3: when she gets all, you know, huffy and all that stuff and, like, slams her binder shut, and then just she reminds me of one of those substitute teachers who comes into a classroom and doesn't realize what the role of a substitute teacher is and, like, actually tries to deliver tough lesson plans and things like that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And after the
4: third the paper airplane hits her in the back of the head. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, man, now I'm going to go down a rabbit hole real quick. Uh, (laughs) It always depended on the sub. Did you ever get a sub that was like an ex-cop or ex-military? Because it was no freaking nonsense, man.
3: Oh, yeah. No, I I mean the person who is a substitute teacher who comes in and thinks they're going to be this like inspirational teacher, and they're not gonna, you know, they think we're gonna upend how you have yes. learned about everything. I have
2: not thought about this, and I probably forty years, <laughs> but it would be always. You would take as much advantage of the sub as you could get away with. Yeah. But the ex-military dude we had one time, it was like, man, everybody was scared to death. Every <laughs> we we behaved better that day than we did in the entire year. No laughter. It was focused, though. I'll tell you that.
3: <laughs> one of my favorite stories, my my grandpa grew up in rural America and uh, went to one of those like one room school houses, you know, back yeah. in the day when he was growing up. And one of the teachers, I have no idea if he was telling the truth, but I want to believe that this was true. Okay. Teacher walks in first day of school, reaches in his pocket, pulls out a revolver, puts it on the desk. All
2: right, let's start learning. <laughs> You're not horsing around in that class, dude. See, people might say, well, that's crazy. But mm. think about when we tell our kids or younger people at times, yeah, the teacher had a fraternity
4: paddle and used it oh, on yeah. people.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got it! I mean, I'm not lying!
4: Yeah, Gunnery Sergeant Hartman was my science teacher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get the Nimrods Roll it out. When the going gets tough... Damn
1: it, this is too
4: hard! ...the dumb
1: get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
4: I love the poorly educated. Uh-huh.
2: All right. Uh-huh. Nimrods in the News. Before well, we go to Michigan, a uh, small police department there is an accused officer there, Officer Ice, stealing another cop, Officer Barwig's lunch. Really? Officer Otherwise, Ice? Yeah, Officer Ice, which happens to be a police dog, by the way. Oh, hey, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was sort of playful. Stealing is not only a crime, but it is morally wrong, too. As a police officer, you're required to take an oath, including a promise to protect person's property. Said, uh... Officer Barwick was out of the break room, leaving his half eaten lunch on the table. When he returned, it was gone. Officer Ice licking his chops. <laughs> Guilty. You mm-hmm. had that. And then did you see the video of this angry husband, the 62-year-old dude, Ronald Dunn, ramming his own house with a car? And apparently that wasn't enough. So then he went and got a dump truck and rammed his own house and oh. then a bunch of cars in the street. This is in L.A. Gosh. The dude's mental, man. But it took the cops a half hour to get there. They said, well, first we thought it was just an accident. We didn't know he was, you know, it was a domestic thing. (laughs) And that's Nimrod's in the news.